Lindsay? Yes, Master? Hand me the Eye of Newt. Oh, this little one, the jaw? Yeah, that'll do. Okay, okay. There you go, Master. Now, fetch me the Wing of Bat. The fat cute one over there. Oh, oh, sorry. There you go, Master. Thank you very much. Lindsay? Y- yeah? Yes? I'm, I'm getting scared, Mitch. Fetch me the taint of muskrat. Oh. Uh, Tear it off. Oh. Uh, oh. Okay, there you go, Mitch. Very good. Thank you very much. Mitchy, it's dark in here. I don't, I don't like it. Very well done, Lindsay. Now you must do me one last thing. Well, of course, Mitchie Bell. What can I do for you? You, you see that circle over there? The one over there? Yeah, the one with the star in the middle. Yeah? I want you to get over there now. And I want you to lie down in that star in that circle. But Mitch, Mitch Bell, I think that's a pentagram. No shit, Lindsay. This is a seance. I, I don't want to sit in pentagram, Mitchie Bell. I'm the fucking Senate Majority Leader. You sit in that pentagram now. I, I don't want, I don't want to, Mitchie. Do it now, Mitch Bell. Do it, Mitch Bell. Oh. Please don't make me sit in pentagram. Get that there oh, now. No, no, please oh. no, Mitch Bell. Outside I don't think I left a window open, but even here. then, it wouldn't be like this cold draft. Drafty? Am I, I feel I, like somebody's watching, too. Goosebumps? and my hair sticking up on my... I just, I just feel uneasy. Did, did you buy a fog machine? No. No, that's, that's definitely weird. What's this jar? I don't know. Um, Why is there a frog in the corner? Why is it nailed to the wall? <laughs> Why are there dogs barking in the background? Oh, wait, those are your stupid fucking dogs upstairs. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> hey yeah. there, everybody. Yeah. Um, I guess welcomes to FDR's wheelchair well, under wait. these strange circumstances. Yeah, it's awfully dim, too. Like, the sun is shining in here, but... It's there's... dark and it's dim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not usually this dark. That's... And what the fuck is with the fog? I have no idea. All right, well, uh, <sighs> I guess um, I'm Brandon. This is Dave. And uh, welcome to... FDR's wheelchair. In Halloween in June, I guess. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> so, seriously, all seriously, if you're wondering, like, the message or the purpose behind that intro, 
There is none. No. Yep. We just thought it was funny. We just decided it'd be funny to have uh, Mitchie Bear and Lindsey Graham uh, doing a little yeah. uh, satanic ritual. We, we were just kind of riffing on why the reasons Dick Cheney's still alive. <laughs> that was the only answer we could come up with. Right. Uh, yep. So this isn't the first time that we've spewed meaningless bullshit at you. So I'm sure you're used to it by now. But happy uh, June. Happy June. Everybody. Uh Juneteenth is coming up. It's coming up, yep. Yep, where we uh, commemorate the end of slavery. And last year was really the first time that Juneteenth was kind of put out there in the media a lot more. It's been around forever, yeah, but no I, one's ever talked about it. No, and I, I, I think a lot of this area um, really hadn't heard about it. I, mm-hmm. I, I talked to a lot of people, like, what the fuck is June t- J- Juneteenth? Juneteenth, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're the epicenter of the fucking Underground Railroad, but we... <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, with that being said, uh, our first big topic that we're going to talk about today, among many others, is this whole uh, idea of the critical race theory and how the right is, of course, turning it into a culture war. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to let you go with this one because this one impacts you the most. And so, you're an actual teacher Mm -hmm. and actually um, have to either are allowed or not allowed to teach it, apparently. Hey, kids. Nice to meet you. Uh, today, this year, we're going to learn about uh, the Constitution. We're going to learn about uh, apple pie and baseball. Have a good summer. Bye. <laughs> but no black people in baseball, right? We have to talk about it separately as the Negro Leagues. Okay, cool. Oh, cool. that's there why Babe Ruth no is all number 42. Records. There's no number. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have an in-depth conversation about critical race theory. Then we're also going to give a follow-up on the um, January 6th commission that the Senate cowardly declined to take up. And we'll take a look and see what the options are still with that. That anything. one might get me a little heated. It, it will get us a little heated for little sure. Heated. And then since it's June, it is also Pride Month. Yes. So just like we did with Women's History Month and um, Asian American Month and African American History, we are going to uh, feature two impactful individuals that so you let, may or may not have heard of. Let me get this, this, this right. Mm-hmm. So this podcast is hitting the trifecta. Satan... Queers and minorities. <laughs> ah! Yeah, evangelicals. Take that, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. So here's an interesting fact. The United States has been around for 240-some years. 72% of that time has been under either slavery or Jim Crow. Um, and Jim Crow is the entire collection of laws, both nationwide, statewide, and local throughout the entire country that was mean to uh, segregate African-Americans from white society and to keep them in their place, um, namely with um, with voting rights. So a lot of the things that we see happening today with voting rights kind of makes you say, hey, let's, uh, let, let's not be doomed to repeat history. Again. Oh, again. Oh, so much. So it, it's of no news to our listeners out there that the uh, the history of our country that we've been taught in schools and that we like to kind of perpetuate as american history is oversimplified it's wrong. Writ- wrong it's written by the winners for the winners and those who are rich and powerful and it leaves out all of the other fabric that has created this country and a lot of it isn't it's not good. And no, it's very bad. It's very bad. 
And are there great things? Of course there's great things about our country's history. But we cannot selectively ignore the things that are difficult to grapple with. And that's what critical race theory attempts to do. It's really like a lens of which to view our country's history. Yeah. And I just want to give a little hug to people that are going to find this a little difficult. Mm -hmm. Give them a little hug. Come Mm -hmm. here. It's okay. We'll get through this together. Mm -hmm. It's okay. We're not the only country that does this. In fact, pretty much everybody else does this. Mm -hmm. But remember, we strive to be better. Absolutely. To form a more perfect union. So we're not attacking. No. We're just coming in for a little hug. Absolutely. And that doesn't mean all the facts that you've learned in school about American history are wrong, but they've been learned in the wrong context. And they have missed out on critical parts as to why things are the way they are. And way cooler. And way cooler. Yeah. Yes. I mean, things today man, are a lot better than they were 20 years ago, 40 years ago. A lot better than they were in 1776. But you still see police brutality. You see, still see systemic racism in education and just about everywhere in society. You see economic disparity. You see a lot of work that still has to be done, which is fine, but we have to move forward. And to be able to move forward, we have to look at things through this lens. Our country's laws, our country's constitution are written on the backbones of inequality of people of color. And we have to accept that. Yeah, we do. And and it's not singling out America because of that, I mean, other countries have the same problem, mm-hmm. but we need to recognize it. Yeah. You can't overlook the role that racism has played in our laws and policies of the United States. It's just dishonest to not do that. It's very dishonest. Yeah. And it doesn't help us going forward. No, it doesn't at all. And it, it, and it helps break down that excuse. And you'll hear people, too, that want to avoid the topic by saying things like, hey... That's, you know, what's in the past is in the past. Let's just move forward. Things are better now. It's very similar to when people say Black Lives Matter and someone follows it up with All Lives Matter. It's a way to sweep the critical issues under the rug. It's missing the point. Yeah, it's absolutely missing the point. You know, and we can become a much, much, much better country in the future and sustain ourselves further if we deal with these. Yeah, oh, I I get it. It's like um, when, like, uh kind of dads like over macho dads go everyone gets a participation trophy that's what that's what like ignoring critical race theory is it's Mm -hmm. like everyone's getting participation trophy but we don't Mm -hmm. want to do that we want to give the the recognition to people on both sides absolutely and we want to see the correct history Mm -hmm. told right and put forth and and we're kind of in this weird (laughs) paradigm right now where the right have no po- we've talked about this a lot the last few weeks they have no ideas they have no policies to put forward that are going to benefit the american people heck they're even claiming things that they voted against right now because it's working for us yeah stimulus checks <laughs> yeah stimulus checks it's absolutely insane so what they do instead josh holly look him up he uh, actually gave a speech and saying how the, the checks are helping his constituents yeah voted against it yep absolutely insane um so the right, they're waging these culture wars. They're saying critical race theory. They don't understand what it is. And they're trying to convince people that it is rewriting history. 
and it's not. It's actually telling history As that has been left out. And the big topic that has been in the news this week, because it's the 100th anniversary, is the Tulsa Race Massacre. Yeah. That nobody fucking talked about. Nobody. A micro-genocide in 1921 that has been swept under the rug. So the the, the Tulsa genocide was, you, you had, um, in Oklahoma, you had um, black uh, people being pushed away, out, mm-hmm. literally to the outskirts of Tulsa. No one would do business with them. No one mm-hmm. would trade with them. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we're going to set up our own economy, basically. Yeah. Segregation, no one else Jim is, Crow. Yeah, no one else is going to do this for us. Turns out that when you force a group of people to do their own economy, they they tend to profit for it. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, so they became very affluent. Black Wall Street. It was the first millionaires mm-hmm. In America, black millionaires in America, mm-hmm. where it was, like you said, Dave, uh, Black Wall Street, mm-hmm. they had an incident where they were accused, a uh, black man was accused of harassing a white woman. Bumming a girl in an elevator. That was, yeah. Yeah. Bumming, and mm-hmm. so it, it escalated to where it came to blows between the black community and the white community. Which basically means that the white community came to the black community, burned their shit down, flew planes over with The National Guard and, yeah, bombed them. Bombed them. Into oblivion. Yep. Firebombed their entire community. Yeah. Over 300 people were killed. 800 injured. Mm -hmm. They're they're digging up mass graves as we speak. As we speak to trace DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Real stuff. And and a lot of people don't know about this. Never even heard that it happened. This is what we're talking about when we talk about critical race theory not being taught. Right. Or not being and, acknowledged. And when their businesses were destroyed, they couldn't claim insurance on them because they were called riots and not a massacre. The word riot ensued that it's both parties' fault and they couldn't collect on any of their losses. Yeah. Um, the newspapers at the time uh, actually put on their headlines three white people injured in mm-hmm. riots in Tulsa. Yeah. Insane. So, so when we talk about, and I know we're kind of getting off on a tangent, but when oh, we, we, we talk about reparations, okay? Yes. And a lot of people oversimplify reparations and say, you know, it's just cash payments to people. It's it, it doesn't have to be that. And here's a great example of this with the Tulsa Race Massacre. There was a hotel that was destroyed on a main block um, in the Greenwood District. And the insurance claim that was denied was for roughly about $100,000, okay? So when everything was destroyed, the African-American community started to rebuild, but they actually were only able to rebuild one out of 40 blocks of that neighborhood because the powers that be in Oklahoma decided to basically steal that land, which is one big part of critical race theory is land theft, Yep, you know? And built a highway through it and basically built their own shit. And they're still building their own shit today. That same piece of real estate is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. That's stolen money right there. Yeah. And there's ancestors still alive that are tied to that hotel. What's in it for them? Nothing. Nothing. And and that's that's a, a another topic that's brought up regularly is, is passing down the wealth. So if mm-hmm. you start from nothing you have to build it up yeah and that's that's a little more difficult to where mm-hmm. you start from say stage two mm-hmm. and you build the stage three mm-hmm. your children build from stage three to stage four you know you 
continue going up. That's that's a big fucking deal. Absolutely. And, and, and that's one of many examples in the United States of where there's these affluent African-American communities that are thriving. That wasn't the only black, quote, Wall Street in America. Then animosity and jealousy starts to grow. So things happen to shut that down. It happened in Cincinnati, Ohio with uh, the Lincoln Heights neighborhood. It was an extraordinarily affluent African-American community. And they decided to re-gerrymander and build I-75 right through it and then create... Redlining. Yes, redlining. Creating the west side. That's the new Lincoln Heights. On the east side, we're going to build this giant new General Electric compound. And all the tax money goes over there to the white community. So when black communities were successful during the Jim Crow era, everything was done politically and economically to stop them. Yeah. And it worked. It worked very well. You even have, um, I I brought up redlining, but you Mm -hmm. you had communities where they would not allow black families to even apply for a mortgage for a house in certain districts. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that buildup of wealth is is a huge deal. Common practice. fucking Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I got it in there. Yes, you did. (laughs) But you said Donald Trump, so who has... Never mind. All right. (laughs) I digress. So, So, like we said at the beginning, critical race theory is about ingrained law that is inherently racist, that has existed since the beginning and foundation of our country, and in many ways, shapes, and forms whether either de jure or de facto, still exists today. Yeah, if you right. want to talk about land stealing, just ask a Native American. Absolutely. Andrew Jackson. Trail of Tears. Trail, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're limited to land that the U.S. government gave them. Was it Rick Santorum that said something huh. a few weeks ago about Native Americans not being Americans? Like, nobody was here before us or something. Nobody important was here nobody before Nobody important us. was here before, quote, us, meaning yeah. white people. Yeah. That was Rick Santorum, Yeah, he wasn't got it? fired from CNN for that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, seriously. Well, they, that was a very good excuse to fire <laughs> No, <laughs> yeah. He was a boring motherfucking <laughs> pundit to begin with and just <laughs> spouted nonsense and he didn't even understand. No, he doesn't understand. So one of the big resources we're using today actually comes from the Communist News Network. Oh, in other words, uh, yeah, yeah, CNN 10. And I real I found it the other day, and it really kind of encompassed critical race theory um, in, in a great way. It helped package it together that makes it really easy to understand. And it talked about, like, it, it focused on 11 ways to look through critical race theory as a lens. So, so the first one is the stealing of land, which we just talked about with Native Americans, with the Trail of Tears. We talked about um, the Tulsa Race Massacre. We talked about Lincoln Heights, among hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these things that have happened yeah. in all 50 states. I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure every major freeway going mm-hmm. through uh, a, a city right. Absol- <laughs> as, as part of that. Absolutely. So again, these are all things that are legal on the books. They're binding, which means that they matter because they were made through fucking legal system so let's start dismantling them you know um the second one is the fact that slavery was the law all the way up until 1865 at the end of the civil war the first slaves um came to north america roughly in the early 1600s so we're talking about 250 years yeah of race-based slavery an entire population could own anything yeah or they were owned. I mean, they, I, you can't get worse. I mean, that's the lowest 
you can get is right. when you're you are owned. So you can't that's, build wealth. You can't. That's lower. Your... That's lower than untouchables in the caste system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that, oh, and that okay. fucking sucks. <laughs> untouchables fucking suck. Yeah. Yeah. And then even in our constitution, the three fifths compromise. So using slaves to be counted towards a state's population for more representation in Congress. Well, what kind of laws do you think they're going to pass if they're doing it on the backbones of slaves? We're keeping the slaves. We're keeping the (laughs) slaves. The fugitive slave law leading up to the Civil War, forcing anybody in the country to return any escaped slaves under penalty of law. Mm, They hadn't meant Tubman yet. No. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen the movie Harriet, have you oh, yeah, seen it? Yeah, yeah, Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Mm-hmm. She should be on the twenty dollars bill, by the way. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. Anyway. Uh, so the next one is the fact that interracial marriage was banned. This was a way to ensure permanent segregation and not to allow to kind of like, you know, Taint the white race. Allow well, an African American to possibly rise through becoming part of a white family. And from time immemorial, the way that families bolster wealth and land is through marriage. Yes. This cousin marries yes. fucking that king's cousin who marries this princess to keep peace in this part of the land because this is what they own and blah, blah, blah. You can't even do that. They can't even do that. So they have their land stolen. Yeah. They have, um, they're, they're made slaves. Dave? What the fuck? Maybe we can marry out this. Nope. Oh, nope. shit. You can't do That's that either. One. Nope. And then once slavery is over and the third. 13th... Sorry, Thomas Jefferson, you couldn't marry him. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the 13th Amendment abolished slavery forever. All the former Confederate states had to agree to that to come back into the Union. That's why they were to pass that so fast. The 14th Amendment guaranteed citizenship to natural-born people, except for Native Americans. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, because they're on their uh, tribal lands. Yes. That doesn't count. Doesn't quite count. we said it didn't yeah, count. we just wrote it down. We made <laughs> an asterisk on the 14th Amendment. <laughs> right. And then the 15th Amendment guaranteed the right to vote for all African-American men, um, noting that women did not gain the right to vote until 1920. So you think, oh... 1865, 1866, Ooh, the right to vote somewhere. is guaranteed. Well, let me tell you this. If you plan on going to vote tomorrow and you think somebody is probably going to kill you on the way there through mm-hmm. harassment and intimidation, you might stay the fuck home. Yeah, sounds reasonable. Sounds reasonable. And if that didn't work, they had all these creative little laws to keep people from voting, like the poll tax. Or a literacy test. Or a literacy test. You know this one, Dave. Mm-hmm. You know the question I'm going to ask. What is it? How high is up? <laughs> Pretty fucking high. <laughs> we, high. Yeah, we mentioned that before. The episode. <laughs> and then there's the grandfather clauses. Oh. Yeah. Oh, those sneaky little fuckers. Grandpa can't vote? You can't. Oh, fuck. I mean, fuck. seriously. So, <laughs> post-Civil War... Laws, right? Restricting the right to vote to African-American males. Um, These were not permanently banned, (laughs) seriously, until the Voting Rights Act of 1964. 1964? You could deny people the right to vote based upon those things nine years before I was born. So they've taken away their land. 
They mimmed slaves. They can't marry right. into people who didn't have their land and money taken mm-hmm. away from. Yep. And now they can't vote, vote until 1964. Cost... Right. right. That's that's pe- people's my age grandparents. Right. Right. And there's people alive today that remember segregation. Yeah. This isn't like old-timey history. Oh, the past is the past. Forget about it. If you don't think this has real implications for the problems that we see today, you're a fucking moron. Yeah, you're obviously not paying attention. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's you don't have the money, so you don't have mm-hmm. the influence, and you can't even have your basic right to vote. No. And we say all the no. time in the show, that's the biggest thing we can do is yeah. fucking vote. Yeah. Yeah. You can't even do that. But man, even with all that shit, even with all that stuff, at least when the weekend came, you could go to a nice restaurant, you could go to a movie theater, you could take the the hopping bus downtown, jump right on, sit in the front, get get a a nice view, get a milkshake. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. I said the milkshake word, didn't I? (laughs) Uh, You'd have to go to Woolworths for that. Yeah, Yeah. you'd have to go to the lunch counter to do that. Yeah, they tend not to like the minorities at Woolworths. Holy shit, Jim Crow. (sighs) The forced segregation of the races. And this just ain't a southern thing. This is a northern thing. This is an an American thing. thing. Yes. My own parents, who grew up in Cincinnati... Remember going to Sunlight Pool at Coney Island? Oh, yeah. On every day except for Mondays because Mondays were black swimming days. They remember that. My mom remembers saying, why is that happening over there and we can't go and they can't go and we go? Like, they, kids aren't stupid. They're like, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's my buddy Donnie over there. Why is he? <laughs> right. Oh. Right. Oh. Right. And the reason why this lasted so long is because in um, 1896, the Supreme Court decision, Plessy versus Ferguson, dumbest fucking Supreme Court decision of all time. Like, saying I'm not something. saying that. But, um, <laughs> said um, separation is okay as long as the facilities are equal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was shot down in 1955 with Brown versus Board of Education, where the very first African American Supreme Court Justice, Thurgood Marshall, Wrote in the majority opinion, um, separate is inherently unequal, fuckers. That's a, that you should have just been go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> he should have. That would have been great. <laughs> so, and then you know, after that, it's like people still had to fight to integrate schools with yeah. the Little Rock Nine and all the violence that happened in the fifties and sixties. The last throes of Jim Crow, like it was violence to the extreme. Yeah, they were water hoses and dogs sicked on them. Mm-hmm. On children? For, for, yeah, children, mm-hmm. young men, women. Uh, it, yeah, that's what they're fighting for, just even to get their foot on the equal mm-hmm. level. Not even trying to surpass, just trying to get to the equal footing. What's in the past is in the past. All lives matter. Mm, it's my heritage. Yep. If somebody thinks that, have you learned something yet? <laughs> Our next one, um, lynching was okay. Murder mm-hmm. went unchecked, unprosecuted. All white juries. I mean, no change of venue. Lynching was tolerated. Black people were murdered. Emmett Till at at the discretion of non-authorities, just 
Yeah. Regular citizens could yeah. decide to right. accuse a, a minority of something, be legitimate mm-hmm. or not, and strangle them to death with a rope. You would have sheriffs of towns literally deputizing all whites. Go ahead. Field day. We'll yep. turn. Spossy. Yep. 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 And... Little little uh, history fact. That's one of the reasons for the rise of the Black Panthers. Yeah, because they would they would roam the streets and they would see a black man being pulled over by the cops or or being threatened by someone, and they would show up armed. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who you are, <laughs> seeing a truckload of the people you're trying to harass. Fully armed, you're gonna let them go. You're gonna let them, and go. they would do it yeah. to to civilians. They would do it to yeah. cops. They would, right. if a cop pulled someone over, they would show up yeah. in a in a truck, yeah. fully armed, and just stand right. there staring. Yeah, and I'm not saying that makes the Black Panthers right, but this is this is the. I think it's right. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that I mean, they, they had other, that <laughs> instance, they had other issues. But, anyway. <laughs> um, but this is where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. It's coming from if you. If you had a fear that you could be lynched just because you were pulled by pulled over by the cops, someone accused you of something, like anything, and then you had five people mm-hmm. who were like-minded of your community holding shotguns and saying he didn't you do anything do wrong, that. you're gonna feel pretty good. Yeah, you are. You know, yeah, I you mean, are. and that's where it. it that's where all that kind of terrorism, mm-hmm. that, that that freedom fighter thing, comes from. It comes from yeah. this idea of being oppressed. It comes from this idea of being put down for too mm-hmm. long. Yeah. And what's scary, you think this is irrelevant, yet every single African American today in the United States, every time they get in their car, they're still thinking these things. Yeah, because we see it on fucking video cams. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly. So, yeah. Every It's like every other fucking day. We see this. Happens all the time. Still. Yeah. How many times has that... I mean, it's it's systemic. People say it's not systemic. It is systemic. There might be certain... There's individuals in these organizations that aren't racist. They're trying to change the system. But the whole system is made of systemic racism through all of these laws that have existed and then have consequences even after they're taken off of the books. They're still in practice. Yes. It doesn't have to be legal anymore, but they're still in practice. When the overwhelming part of the law is trying to put a certain people down, that's systemic. Mm-hmm. And you can say that there have been laws that have been trying to lift it up. But then again, you have to realize where these laws are coming from in the yeah. first place. Mm-hmm. They didn't come from nothingness. They didn't come just like, oh, well, I think black people need to uh, be given something better today right no it's it's coming because it's a whole history of where they've been oppressed and it's yeah. trying whether it be right or wrong or, or effective or not is trying to come to a place where it helps them get mm-hmm. a level footing yep yep and it doesn't it doesn't come out of nowhere right it, and to think it doesn't just either you're just ignoring things mm-hmm. or you're feeling persecuted for no reason right which I don't understand either. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It it's, make it's, sense. it's a false idea. It's 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 fear. That's what reaction when people hear new ideas and want to change the the the, the paradigm of the story they've always heard. Well, it's it's They're fearful of losing power. 
it, I want to go back to changing the paradigm of the story. I think people, is when they hear these things, they think, oh, it's my fault. They, they feel maybe it's someone accusing them of doing wrong, right. which is not necessarily the point. No. It's, it's, um, but they, you, you always feel attached to your family, your, your ancestry. Yeah. So right. when you hear your ancestry did this, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to accept. It can be off-putting to yourself. Off-putting yeah. and there's a natural defense mechanism. Def- yeah. yeah. A, a way to defend like, well, my, my dad didn't do that. My grandfather didn't do that. And like, maybe, but you also have to, other people's grandparents did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this happened, but it's... And sorry to break the news, all you white people out there. <laughs> Go back far enough, your fucking great-grandparents did it, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, they right. did it. There's assholes in there. Right. Yeah. And it, and uh, I think we need to get over the feeling sorry for oneself because of bad history. You yeah. just need to get the fuck over well it. Well said. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it, Do you want to make this country as great as possible? Then get over it. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. And realize that this was an issue. It, you may have not been part of it, but... It's your fucking problem now. Yep. Yep. And you need to get the fuck over it. <laughs> Period. <sighs> you well, want more examples? Oh, fuck yeah. Of why shit's fucked up? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. the biased immigration system. Ooh. I mean, now we're going since, to... since the beginning of time, still going through today, white okay, not white, not okay. Yeah, uh, European. Yeah, European. Basically. Yep. If you're European, it's fine. If you're, you know, one of those... Uh, Orientals, nope. Oh, or unless you're going to build stuff for us, that's yeah. okay. Like with the but massive uh, Chinese death. immigration in the late 1800s. I mean, the, the the brutal like physical exams that women were put through because of the bias, the thing that they were all promiscuous and disease ridden. And I mean, holy shit. Yeah, but if you were Italian, you were fine. <laughs> right. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy, organized crime has done so much for oh, this country. Oh, Nostra really helped us out. <laughs> Made some good movies, but fucked up our East Coast for a long time. Right. So you just look at the, the immigration law since the beginning of time. Who's let in? Who's deported? People of color are discriminated against. Yep. Um, people of non-European origin. Basically, people that you can differentiate because of how they look. Yeah. I mean, I remember my grandma. I mean, she came from the World War II generation. Fucking hated Japanese people. Or anybody who looked Asian. She used the worst language I could possible imagine. But do you think she tried once to differentiate between people of German descent and Italian descent? No, because they're white. And we're not going to give right. a shit. I'm going to give you a little quick example. Could you imagine mm-hmm. all the people that say they're Italian mm-hmm. and you say, get the fuck out, your family is crime-ridden and you just bring nothing yeah. but but lawlessness to our city? Yeah. And swap that with Mexicans. Right. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, that's what's happening in the Republican Party. I mean, Matt Gates was on TV saying that Joe Biden's going to bring invite MS-13 to live next door to you. He said that on this fucking <laughs> tour that he's doing. <laughs> What if you said that about Italians? Italians are coming in. He's going to find the fucking mafia next door. Right. No, that's not going to hold. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. If you can differentiate them because of the way they look. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, the next thing, education. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that might be the biggest one because education is like, as far as I can think of, is the only thing... That one human being can't take away from another human being. Everything else that we've talked about 
can be Politicians taken away. really try. They do try. <laughs> but once you know something, unless you hit your head too hard on the concrete wall, you don't, you know it. Wait, hold on. This whole podcast is about telling people stuff that they think they know that they don't know. And you're saying if you know something. Well, some of our enlightened listeners. <laughs> some of our enlightened, most of our listeners are enlightened and they know this shit already. Right. They're just going, hell yeah. I know. No, but you can't take away someone's education and that is a, that's a threat. It, it, yes. Mm-hmm. That's why um, slaves couldn't read or write. Oh, yeah. Ever. I mean, throughout yeah. history. No. It's not even just yeah. like slaves in America. I mean, throughout history, yeah. they were kept illiterate for a reason so mm-hmm. they could be tamed. Right. Most slaves didn't know that what was happening to them was even wrong. Yeah. Because they had no frame of reference. Yeah, because they were bred into that. Mm-hmm. That's just what they did. Yeah. And if you are if you are put into that situation yeah. from such a young age, you're not going to know better. Yeah. I mean, the first African Americans that fought in the Civil War, they were taught how to march. The first step was to teach them the difference between left and right. Never been taught it. If you haven't been taught something, you don't know it. Right. Mm-hmm. So... From the very beginning, from slave times through, um, you know, segregation in schools, and even today. I mean, segregation's illegal, but uh, there's a hell of a lot of segregation in schools. I mean, you can find in any metropolitan area schools that are almost 100% black. You can find suburban schools that are 100% white. You can find urban schools that are 100% white. I mean... Segregation is still real and almost as prevalent as it was when it was legal. Yeah. I mean... It's about money. It's it's about money. Which is... Which is sad. It is. (sighs) Yep. Next topic, please. (sighs) No access to good jobs. Oh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, this isn't better. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> hey, we still have to talk about the January 6th commission. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. How we can't even get our government to investigate a, a terrorist attack on our own Capitol building that put the... Never mind. Never mind. So, yeah. So, you know, another part of, like, Jim Crow and all those things is is, is the lack of, the lack of um, well-paying jobs and the availability of them. Money. Um, money. Those who own the businesses, are in control of the businesses, are in control of the hiring, they tend to be white, so they're not going to hire who they don't want to hire. Yeah. Period. Well, and even, and going back on the education thing, and the the lack of upbringing to integrate minorities mm-hmm. into the society, so it's almost impossible for a hiring manager to be like, well, I had this well-educated white guy who's going to fit right in. He knows what to do. Or I have this illiterate minority. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to hire? I mean, of course they're going to hire, yeah. even if they're not racist, be like, right. I, I can't hire this guy because he hasn't right. had the upbringing or yeah. the, the, the The playing the field has always been unequal. Yeah. Always. They don't have the tools to even yeah. compete for these jobs, let alone right. get them. Right. Which goes into the next one, exclusionary housing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you want to be able to work close to where you have your good job, right? uh, Yeah, it's nice. (laughs) It is. But if you can't live close to where the good jobs are, you're not going to get the good jobs because even if you're offered a job, you can't afford it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, those of Irish descent should know this too, mm-hmm. because they were seen as less than dogs. Yep. Yep. No yep. dogs, Irish, Jews, or blacks. Wow. Was a common sign. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. And then our last one is, you know, inferior health care. Um, the Freedmen Bureau after the Civil War was intended to kind of help that right away, but that fell apart. And um, as you know, just like in a lot of uh, minority neighborhoods where there's food deserts, there's also um, health care deserts. Um, access to the, um, the uh, um, what the fuck? Uh, the shot. The vaccine. <laughs> the vaccine. There we go. I'm like, the vaccine. I was trying the vaccine. to help you out there. But... Like, at the beginning in February, people who wanted to get a shot in inner city neighborhoods didn't have access to it. They had to go somewhere else. Past where the buses went. They had to wait. Yeah. Yeah. And and then then we hear it being blamed on the unwillingness of minority populations to get the vaccine when, in fact... There were a lot that wanted to get it, but they didn't have access to it. Yeah. And again, it comes down to money. Mm-hmm. It's always about money. Yeah. And for the people who are paranoid about getting the vaccine, guess what? <laughs> Blacks were experimented on for years and years and years and years. So no wonder there's also some distrust. Oh, yeah. Our beloved Tuskegee Airmen who we did we yes. covered were given syphilis. Right. To see what would happen. Right. All the treatment of our, our World War, our Civil War, World War One, World War Two here is that come back to murder and mayhem and lynchings and yep. discrimination. And you wonder why they protest, <laughs> right, man? <laughs> right. So yeah. check that shit out. I mean, I mean. So do we really need to argue whether critical race theory needs to be integrated into our curriculums? And we are saying yeah. these are bad, and we are saying these things aren't acceptable and again we are reminding you that people are trying to block just learning this shit right not even blaming people just to learn the history they are actively trying to block it. there are people fuming at the idea that the Tulsa race massacre has been talked about in the media over the past three days yeah pissed and that happened over 100 years ago it happened yes period and people want to talk about it no i want to talk about it I want to learn more about it. Absolutely. There's a great documentary about it. Yeah. It's on uh, Netflix, oh, I really? believe. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. I haven't seen it. It's very good. Very, very good. Cool. It's a, uh, um, I can't remember her name, but it's a woman director and it's half real, half animated. So mm-hmm. it's told, told through like a cartoon, Ooh. but it like melds into real life. It's really oh cool. Oh my God, it's, I have to check Visually, it's out. really, really cool. I'm going to watch that tomorrow. I and think, it's brutally fucking honest. Mm-hmm. So... Find your happy place when you want to. Find your happy place. So, (laughs) listeners, I know you want to find your happy place right now. It's kind of hard pill to swallow listening to all that. So, I don't know, maybe a little bit of uh, domestic terrorism? Oh, that sounds... Yeah, isn't that lynching? It could very well be. Yes. But they weren't trying to lynch a minority this time. They were trying to do it to the vice president. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. And what's interesting, when all that shit went down... They didn't do anything with President Trump. He just stayed. He wasn't moved. He wasn't hid. So that must mean that he knew about it or orchestrated. I'm just saying. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's the, it's funny the, how the, he was fine. <laughs> the government's under attack. The government, like capital T, the capital G government is yeah. under attack. And the president is fucking like 
practicing his golf swing in the Oval Office in his underwear. Yeah. Probably. Literally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't make <laughs> the, this shit up. Kevin McCarthy called him and said, hey, call your people off. And the president responded, well, I guess they care more about the election than you do. That right there. Insane. Like, that's not even like double speak right. when you try to get around what you're saying. That's he just said it. He said, yeah. "All right." So this January sixth commission, which, as we know, was kind of DOA when it went to the Senate, and so why don't you talk a little bit about the option that the House still has, even though it's not a good option? Maybe if you could go a little bit into why the Senate didn't choose to use the nuclear option with this, kind of like Harry Reid did and uh, Mitch McConnell did, um, and just kind of your thoughts. And I just well, want to—I kind of just want to see you get mad. So, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So the 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 House passed it. Mm-hmm. They were like, okay, we need a commission for this to look into what were the events that led up to this and what were the effects. Mm-hmm. Um, commission has been done for September 11th. Mm-hmm. It went on for three years with Benghazi. Yep. You had the Warren Commission for mm-hmm. JFK. Yeah. I mean, these are, these are yeah. things that are... Special disasters, all kinds of yeah. shit that needs to get investigated. Yeah. And, and lots of paperwork Congress right. loves. So, <laughs> so it passed through the House. And 35 Republicans in the House voted for it, I God believe. God damn it, I was getting to that, Dave. I'm sorry, I'll shut up. Go. Yeah. So, passed through the House, goes to the Senate. Um, so the Senate's going to vote on it. Usually, you need a simple majority. Mm-hmm. However, the filibuster mm-hmm. came in. So, the filibuster is now is that anybody who disagrees with Bill, they just file a filibuster. They mm-hmm. say, hey, I don't agree with that. It then has to go to 60 votes to overturn the filibuster and to be passed. A large amount of people didn't even fucking show up, including 11 Democrats didn't even yeah, show up didn't. to the fucking vote. A large number of Republicans didn't even fucking Eleven Democrats didn't show up to vote. Yeah. Thirty-five Republicans voted against it, and that's what made it fail because of the filibuster. Thirty-five out of a hundred senators voted no. And it didn't pass. It didn't pass. That's not democracy. No, it's not. I don't care what you think about the filibuster. Yeah. Or or how it should be done. (laughs) It's not democracy. It's not democracy. Thirty five people show up, and and the people for the filibuster will make the constitutional argument that things like you know treaties and things like that have to be passed by you know a supermajority, and that the Constitution allows both chambers to write their own rules. They're right with that point, but it's so inherently undemocratic that thirty five percent made the decision. Yeah. That is, it just is illogical. That's all they needed. Well, that's not even all they needed. I I, I guess, like, what, they need, like, 20 to say yeah. no, and then the rest not show up? Yeah. It, it's it's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. Interestingly enough, a conservative senator from Ohio, Rob Portman, voted for the commission. Did yeah, you see that? Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah. And I haven't really read into why he did that. Um... Maybe Ron Portman is what the fuck he wants. Ah, uh, yeah, he doesn't know what the fuck he wants. <laughs> nope, he doesn't. <laughs> just gonna... So, so a commission like let's say if they had passed it, it would have been a bipartisan commission. Let me let me walk you back real quick. Right. Okay. Um, it doesn't have to be. Okay. The Democrats 
uh, went to the Republicans and said, "What do you want?" And the Democrat and the Republicans said, "We want bipartisanship. We want fifty fifty. We on we want fifty fifty on subpoena power. Mm-hmm. We want fifty fifty on all the hearings." Yeah. The Democrats did not have to do that. Right. They could have been like, "Fuck off." Yeah. But the Democrats said, "Okay." But in the spirit of what's right, you should say, "Okay." Yep. And the Republican they gave everything the they, Republicans they wanted, wanted, and they still and they still said no. And that's the tactic that they used with legislation. They'll sit at the table and talk about shit, and then they'll fucking vote no. Yeah, well, it, uh, Obama, they did that to Obamacare. Mm-hmm. They strung oh, yeah. him out for so long, but that's a... That was Mitch McConnell. <laughs> nah, he's in hell. <laughs> Refer to the beginning of the episode, he's now in hell. <laughs> He'll be back. He'll be back. Oh, he <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the Democrats did not have to give any of that that way they could have done a hundred percent democrat mm-hmm. commission uh, kind of what the republicans did right with benghazi right um but they they gave in and they still lost and they still lost however the house still has an ability to kind of look into it they don't have subpoena power right not it's that the republicans would have given in to subpoenas anyway mm-hmm. so it's kinda... right they can have a basically a select committee to do their own investigation yeah it's not going to do anything, but no. it something, I guess. It, it, it's going to show that they tried something and the other party did nothing. I mean, I guess it's just going to... You're kind of rolling the dice and hope that the voters aren't stupid and they th- remember this the next round of elections. Yeah, and that's kind of why the Republicans did it, because they didn't want to take the political heat for voting against it, or even voting at all for it. Um, so you... Yeah, you have these Republicans that are just like, well, I didn't vote. Why are you pointing at me? What? Rob Portman, he's not seeking another term. Oh, nah. there it is. There it is. Uh, when you decide to quit, that's when you get your soul. <laughs> oh, that's where you get your balls. Yeah. You don't have a soul. You lost that when you became a senator. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> part yeah. of the deal. That's part of the deal. You got to lay in the pentagram. Yeah. In your, in your last yeah. term, you get your balls back. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> your spine still. We're keeping that. But get your balls back a little bit. They're half the size they used to be. <laughs> you got to feed Pelosi somehow. <laughs> Are we convoluting Satanism and Freemasonry? Oh, absolutely. In the okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so you, you, the commission fell through, and it was just political maneuvering. Mm-hmm. Um, those who aren't completely radical in the Republican Party didn't want to have to fight this in their in their midterms yeah. and in their reelections, which are coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't, I don't think they thought it was worth it. Right. They're they're not going to lose anything for voting no. Right. 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 Um, Democrats are just Democrats and can't even fucking find their own feet if it killed them. I know they can manage their way out of a paper <laughs> but, um, bag. I was want to. I was want to call her a uh, gingerbread. Ginger, uh, cinema. Kristen <laughs> <laughs> cinema. Uh, she just she talked about how important it was. She didn't show up. No. Nope. Democrat from Arizona. How lame is that? I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, why do I want to call her gingerbread? I don't know. I don't know. But, Maybe that'd be my new nickname for her on Twitter. Gingerbread. <laughs> Got Jim Jordan's buttercup. 
<laughs> We're full of nicknames for our favorite legislators, aren't we? <laughs> if only they paid attention. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're not rich enough for that. <laughs> I was on an Epstein's boat. <laughs> I, did you hear that? The uh, two guards that were in charge of Epstein, they got fired for falling asleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love how with Epstein, everybody makes their own conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No yeah, matter it, what. And it's like, I'm not one for conspiracies, because conspiracies tend to like just make up their own shit as right. they go along. But this one, you just... Even you should, if you're a skeptic, you're going, even, I don't know right. how to explain that, guys. If you don't use the word conspiracy, <laughs> at least say shady as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know how to explain Something that went one. down. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got paid off not to check on him for two days. Like, I, and they fell asleep. They were, what, a, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not a hearing about the January 6th mission. But anyway, um, a lot of people are, are also saying that the January 6th commission, it not going through could actually help Democrats. Because you're pretty much going to have Republicans ignoring anything it does anyway. Right. It, uh, blocking subpoenas, uh, not listening subpoenas, um, challenging anything the commission comes it, up with. It's going to be like watching sausage being made very slowly if it was to exist. Yeah. And yeah. and I, uh, the Republicans could just do what they did with the election. Like, it's a deep state. Mm-hmm. It's a deep state. But now they're not going to have this rallying cry so right. etched, like... They could point to the commission and be like, look at what they're trying to do to us again. It's another impeachment. It's yeah. another this. But without it, what are they going to rally around, yeah. really? Right. When right. Uh, the Democrats go, look, these are fucking insurrectionists. They're going to go, no, we're not. Believe us, we're not. And we're like, well, what's the proof? What are you, you going to rally behind now? Right. So I mean, it, it could backfire on the on the Republicans, just kind of yeah. like their voting laws are backfiring them on right now. Yeah, because it's hurting their voters. Right, it's hurting everybody. Yeah, just so stupid. I swear to God, oh, it is ridiculous. We might have to do a follow up with the voting or suppression laws. Yeah, here soon um, because they they're exponentially they're going out of control. The they're out of control. Yeah, especially. Uh, Governor Abbott in Texas is threatening to take away Democratic lawmakers' pay because they refused to. Yeah, they show. walked out. They walked out, so yeah, they, they couldn't have a fuck qu- himself. Yeah, they couldn't have a quorum to vote on it. So he's saying we're not going to pay you. I mean, which I don't think he's allowed to do. Probably not. <laughs> right? We're talking about Republicans in 2021. They never do anything they're supposed to do. My God, Dick Cheney's not allowed to shoot somebody in the face with a shotgun, but there he is. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> my my Cheney voice and my McConnell voice are kind of similar. <laughs> kind of similar people. Well, yeah. Uh, well, both evil. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, you're not supposed to invade countries either. There you go. You're not supposed to. <laughs> oh. So where does this take us? We are. In Pride Month. We are in Pride Month. We are in Pride Month. And, you know, over the past, I I would say 10 years, um, rights for our LGBTQ community and acceptance by a majority of Americans has grown at an astounding rate over the years. Um, So things for... People in this community have are, are are a lot better than they used to be, and I'm not saying 
they're great or perfect in every circumstance. But I was trying to think of why. And, you know, as we've been talking about racial discrimination and gender discrimination and ethnic origin and all that, gay transcends all of those things. Men, women, rich, poor, every ethnicity, every race, every everything. You can't capture this group and oh, put them in a corner. I can't capture me a gay. Like you can't capture you a gay. <laughs> Damn. Um, so I think that's part of why progress for LGBTQ is increasing at a more exponential rate than, let's say, I'm gonna add with some of a racial progress. to that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't see them, really, either. You can't distinguish them like you could someone of a different race. Right. right. And, and you have the stereotypes and, mm-hmm. you know, the the gay guy wearing the cowboy hat and right, underwear right. on the street corner. Yeah, the like, negative caricature. Yeah. It, I mean, that's, that's a stereotype. But, honestly, more people than you thought were... Mm-hmm. aren't gay are probably gay right and now that so many people are comfortable coming out of that closet almost everybody knows someone who's who's gay and a reason why so many people are like you know stereotypical and prejudiced towards certain groups of people is because they don't know them people who are racist tend to not know people of the races that they're like against or focus on the negativity or just focus on the negativity but once you work with, become friends with, are neighbors with, diverse groups of people, it's a, it's amazing how those prejudices go away. So when we say that people who are prejudiced or racist or XYZ are ignorant, that's what that means. They don't know. They're unaware. They're unexposed. And they're stupid with it because they don't have that frame of reference. Yeah. Yeah. So as more and more people are proud to be gay and they come out and the relationships are much more open... Everybody knows people, yeah, who are gay. More celebrities are coming. More out More celebrities as, as are coming gay. out. I was like, that guy's gay. Like, yeah, holy shit. And people are just like, well, shit, it's okay. All right, it's okay. All right. Yeah. So just like we did with our other months, we're pick, picking a person of focus. Um, and this was I was kind of reading up a little bit again. I was going to pick Harvey Milk, the famous mayor. I thought about that too. Yeah, of San Francisco, who was um, assassinated in 1978. But this is about one of his best friends. Okay, cool. A guy by the name of Gilbert Baker, and he created the LGBT rainbow flag. Whoa. Yeah, how about that? And originally, he died a few years ago, um, but his original flag had eight colors representing a different aspect of humanity. And I didn't know that. I thought they were just a bunch of fun colors. (laughs) So pink was for sexuality. Red was for life, orange was for healing, yellow was for sunlight, green was for nature, turquoise was for art, indigo was for harmony, and violet was for the human spirit. And when he created the flag, he said a real quick and simple quote as to why he created it. He said, flags are about proclaiming power, so it's very appropriate. I was like... Hmm. Very interesting. Wow. Yeah. So that is mine. I don't have a lot of detail to add well, to him and his life, but I that is I thought that was very cool. Symbols do matter. That they do. Yeah. Yes, they do. They're very powerful. Mm-hmm. And 
hate symbols lump with love symbols absolutely really powerful. and it's a love symbol when i see that flag i i, I get I, i'm happy i'm yeah. gay yeah. hey <laughs> hey <laughs> i knew it yeah <laughs> yeah and uh it's um been recent that um u.s embassies have been able to fly the the, the pride flag yeah and buildings. it's cool you see them now in city halls and state capitals it's becoming m- very widely accepted Oh my goodness! Yeah, even amongst a lot of conservative ranks, and and that's yeah. that's been very recent mm-hmm. within ten last ten years. Very recent. Things are much better now than they were ten years yeah. ago. Still have some some uh, room to grow, but always we're getting better to form a more perfect union. We're making yeah. this country better. FDR's yeah. wheelchair and brighter and brighter. <laughs> <laughs> One seance at a time. All right, well, let's move on to mine. All right. So mine is Sharice Lynette David. Hmm. She is an American attorney, a former mixed martial artist, hmm. and a politician serving as the U.S. representative from Kansas' 33rd Congressional District since 2019. They're even in Kansas now? They're even Holy in shit. Kansas. Man. Fucking Dorothy would be uh, yeah, all over the place. She would be. <laughs> She is the first lesbian congressional uh, politician from Kansas. How about that? Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, She was actually born in Frankfurt, West Germany. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, too. That is cool. um, She... By all accounts, is a is a badass. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna fuck with her. Your shit. So she was elected in 2018 and became the first Democrat elected to represent a Kansas congressional district in a decade. No, way. any so, Kansas congressional district. Yeah, that's so right. She's not even. Not only is she going in a very very red state yeah. as a Democrat, she's a woman, and she's gay, and one. In one, <laughs> is it a, 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 metro, a metropolitan district? Um, let's see. I mean, that would have to be right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, a very. It's metropolis. not going to be no cornfield <laughs> fucking district. No, Farmer Joe's not voting for her. N- n- well, that's yeah. a stereotype, Dave. It is. It well, is. Have you not listened to the episode? We're trying to move past those. We are trying to move past those. Hey, all you, uh, all you liberal <laughs> farmers in Kansas, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to stereotype you. I don't think they're listening. No, they're <laughs> <laughs> oh well, but maybe next week. Yeah, maybe next week. <laughs> maybe next week. So um, please reach out to us at FDR's Wheelchair Podcast at Gmail dot com if you are a Gay Kansas farmer. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. And we'll send you a sticker. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. You can put on your uh, your uh, <laughs> your rainbow colored tractor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or your uh, your pink plow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Or your turquoise backhoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. Very good. Should we stop, listeners? Yes, we should stop. Yeah, yeah, we'll stop now. All right. I, th- I think we're done this week. <laughs> yeah, we are done this week. <laughs> that was a lot to take in. A lot to take in. We had to let it go a little at the end. <laughs> All right. We should so, share recipes next week. We should. We should. 
Absolutely. Or fucking read Dr. Seuss or whatever they do in the Senate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> at least they're paid to do that. <laughs> what? You're looking at me like... <laughs> I was trying to think of a funny recipe, but I just... It, it went out of my mind. Um, Anatoly's dill butter. <laughs> they, they don't get the reference they don't get the reference but if you remember way back in the day when anatoly was a guest on our uh, show called ukrainian punch we were over his house today and he's growing a lot of dill in his backyard yeah yeah and he's gonna do like a uh, compound butter yeah put that some dill butter doesn't that sound good everybody this is great. great. What does this have to do with anything? Same same thing that the uh, intro did. Same thing that the intro did. A show about nothing. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll put an end to it there. Um, if you want to reach out to us, uh, it's FDR's Wheelchair Podcast at gmail.com is our email. We're on Twitter, FDR underscore wheelchair. And we're on Facebook at FDR's Wheelchair. And don't forget to... Uh, Leave your, your hate mail at uh, FDRSwheelchair.com. Any mail at this point. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. It's fine. We'll respond. <laughs> and then next week, we'll take a look at how to view the critical race theory through the next 11 lenses. Oh, yeah. It's good times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This has been... A Legacy of FDR and His Wheelchair.